Welcome to the Ultimate Dentist Podcast. Join us to hear success stories of various individuals and learn clinical and life hacks to help you become the ultimate dentist. Hey everyone, I hope you are all doing great. In this episode, I would like to discuss about adhesive onlays. It's a huge topic and I run generally three days uh, webinar on this topic. So if you're interested, check out the message uh, on this podcast somewhere uh, and click on the link and register yourself for the next webinar. Uh, and I will send you the details when, when I do next webinar. They are free to attend. Um, so I tend to do a three-part webinar on part one, we discuss case selection. Part two, we discuss preparation design. And part three, we discuss bonding because this is a topic where you really need to see the pictures and um, discuss different cases, different walls and different thickness of uh, walls. And so it's difficult to uh, discuss this just on podcast, but I will do my best to help you in one way or the other in this podcast. So with regards to adhesive onlays, these are my really go-to um, treatment when it comes to doing posterior indirect restorations. My bread and butter dentistry is doing onlays. Uh, when I used to do general dentistry, I used to do at least 50 to 60 onlays a month. Uh, and that is very common month because if you think about it, we have so many patients with large amalgams, breaking or cracking teeth, needing some sort of assistance. And, um, you know, they are there to help. And onlays will make you... Um, you know, save teeth, which sometimes is unsalvageable because you can't crown them because there's not enough coronal tooth tissue left. It's nearly flat um, and you can really bond only to flat tooth. So for me, uh, it's completely changed my game. I've been doing onlays since 13 years and in past 13 years, um, if I don't consider my full mouth reconstruction cases, like indirect full mouth reconstruction cases, um, and if I don't consider replacing old crown to the new crown, I may have probably prepped maybe anything between five to ten teeth for a crown be, uh, where there was no previous crown or where patient didn't need a full mouth reconstruction uh, for posterior teeth. They were always, there's always onlays, uh, an option. So the reason is because they are conservative. They keep more enamel and dentine which means it increases the longevity of the tooth. Uh, failure is not catastrophic when, it, when you have uh, onlays, whereas crowns, uh, you can get decoronation of the tooth, whereas the onlay, uh, maybe it fractures, debonds, but generally the, the, the failures <coughs> are not as catastrophic. It can be used when there is not enough tooth tissue for a crown, as I said, so if the if the there is a large amalgam restoration. You just remove the amalgam restoration, and um, whatever's left, you can you can you can bond the onlay to it. Um, it can you know it helps in avoiding post and co restoration in posterior teeth. And Pascal Manier discussed about this, uh, and he discussed long time back. And I actually learned from him. Um, you know my adhesive dentistry, uh, posterior adhesive dentistry, and and that's what the that what attracted me to to his technique is no post and core dentistry um, for posterior teeth because I just felt that it was not useless it wasn't useful um, but it comes with its own limitations right so 
onlays if you are doing onlays let's say amalgam same tooth big amalgam the problem with amalgam it discolors the tooth um so even if you remove the amalgam the discoloration sometimes may still stay now if you want to really cover that discoloration then you may want to do veneer lace where you may have to cover the buccal surface and then cover the occlusal surface as well but you can still leave the lingual wall or the palatal wall um untouched in the sense that you cover the palatal wall but not completely so keep it supra gingival um sometime uh, what i tend to do is because i do a lot of um ceramic composite hybrid onlays or sometimes just composite onlays called bell glass so these are the two main uh, material of choice i use bell glass or uh, cerasmat blocks uh, if you like blocks then cerasmat is a closer to composite it's not really full composite there's still a lot of uh, ceramic in there majority of that is ceramic really and then you have some composite structure so uh, but that's next to what we got um and and that's what we use i generally use so if if i need to um if i do onlay and if there's a aesthetic issue then i can always do a buckle kind of a composite direct veneer to cover that discoloration that allows me to prepare the tooth a bit more conservatively because when the buckle surface you know those premolars where you have nice curvature bulbosity now if you want to do veneer lays you'll have to trim through all that um in order to get the occlusal coverage and everything so it may be a bit more destructive so and also with that if you're just doing onlay you can't really increase the buccal corridor width again for aesthetic reasons if you want to increase the buccal corridor width you can't do that you can't really change that when you're doing onlay and then when you're doing full mouth reconstruction let's say you raised ovd and if you're putting an onlay on the tooth you need to make sure that the margin merge really well otherwise it will look like a almost like a cauliflower so you have a tooth and then you have another onlay and then it just shapes so you need to be aware of that shape difference uh, when you're doing full mouth reconstruction you're literally sticking an onlay on top of existing tooth so so that's one of the limitation but they can be easily overcome and i've been doing this for another as i said 13 years and it works really really predictably so when you're doing case selection for onlays uh, what factors you should consider so there are three uh, sort of divided them into three three factors so you have a patient factors tooth factors and dentist factor the patient factor you need to make sure that patients have got good oral hygiene low caries risk and the diet is um not caries sort of it doesn't cause caries basically with regards to diet uh tooth factor you obviously want remove enamel although i have bonded on list on dentine and they work fine um but there is a lesser bond strength to dentine than enamel we know that uh you need to be able to manage the tooth with 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 the isolation so you need to have a good isolation in place and then there is a dentist factor as well so you need to know how to prepare on lay which is very very simple uh, you, but you need to be aware of the design because no two only designs are same um so you and that's the beauty with only you can really be creative in your preparation design uh be to be more conservative uh, whereas a crown is literally just and that's why you can sometimes people prepare crown quicker than onlays because for onlays you need to really think about the design but once you get 
hold of it, once you know the process, then it's much easier and simpler because you know you don't need to put a retraction code or anything like that. Uh, you can just take an impression. Scanning's easy, so everything becomes much easier when you when you when you know what you're doing. Um, so once you selected a case, uh, generally um, you need to make sure that you remove all the caries, all the amalgam, all the unsupported enamel. Now, I would only remove unsupported enamel if it's really, really small and thin. Sometime you need to make sure, you need to remember that there is another option apart from removing unsupported enamel is to buy strengthening enamel by using composite. So many times when we remove amalgam, we see that amalgams you have been placed in by using the burrs and connect using small indentation, so concavities in the teeth, right? So uh, for amalgam to retain. And when we remove that, that becomes an undercut. But instead of chopping the wall off because there is an undercut, you can put a composite in there to block that undercut so that you are not really being more destructive. So one one of the things is that so you need to make sure that you cover that. Um, you need to decide whether you're going to chop the the wall, uh, the unsupported enamel, or you're going to really reinforce it with composite. Um, once that once that's done, you need to then decide whether the margins are subgingival or supragingival. If the margins of your once you remove the caries and all filling is subgingival or equigingival, then I would do a deep margin elevation which means i would build the tooth up for at least two three two millimeter above gingiva if i can if there's a if there's a space then three millimeter but at least two millimeter because then it allows me to isolate the tooth properly when patient comes back for bonding um so i would isolate that i would uh, do deep margin elevation and then prep the tooth at the same time once the preparation is done you need to do immediate dentin sealing and this topic i have covered in past episodes so please defer to the episode uh, immediate dentin sealing so that you know exactly um, how to do immediate dentin sealing but once i do immediate dentin sealing i would then um, put a vaseline um, before i put some sort of a provisional on top most of the time my provisional is a uh, temporary composite material so it's a clip or telio or some sort of a material like that which uh, you just squash it on patients uh, on the tooth and cure it ask patient to bite and cure it so then the occlusion sorted as well but just make sure you always then recheck the occlusion because these materials somehow expands a little bit when you cure so let's say you put the material ask patient to close their teeth completely cure the material and you would assume that it would have been fine but generally when patient closes back it's always high so you need to remove it um remove the high point otherwise your temp you will lose temporary more frequently than normal also you want patient that you will lose temporary restoration there's highly likely they might lose it because many only preparations are pretty flat or pretty unretentive so you're not going for retentiveness we're not going to create slots or 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 anything um if you want to just create some irregularities in your prep, smooth irregularities, so that it helps you locating and seating your onlay. But apart from that, you don't need anything else. But one patient that the the temporary might come off, and if it does, then you can um, tell them to come back to you, and you can re-put the temporary. If you've done IDS properly, then generally, if the temporary comes back, patient's not in pain. 
and that means that patient is um you know uh, they're not complaining about sensitivity or anything like that now once the patient comes back for fit appointment then if you are using porcelain porcelain sort of onlay then you need to prepare the intaglio surface of the onlay uh, and generally if i'm using porcelain then i would use nine percent hydrogen fluor uh, hydrofluoric acid etching for two minutes for felspathic ceramic and 20 seconds 5% hydrofluoric acid 20 seconds for lithium disilicate sort of ceramic and then I would put them I will clean them you can put them in ultrasonic bath using alcohol I use a little bit more etch phosphoric acid etch and leave it for 90 seconds and clean it um, and then use ceramic silane air blow it and then you put it in your uh, heater to heat treat it and then before I bond this to tooth, I'm going to put some adhesive coating, adhesive resin. Remember, I use Optibond FL, so I have adhesive resin onto the integral surface. Now, this step is not necessary. Uh, studies have shown that uh, if you just put silane and composite straight on top of the onlay, uh, it still works, but it just makes me feel better, to be honest. So I, I would, I generally put adhesive res resin on top of the uh, intaglio surface of the onlay, and uh, then I would put heated composite on the onlay as well, and then I will take that to tooth and I will bond it. Now, before that, um, I would have prepared the tooth. So the tooth is generally you take the provisional out refresh the adhesive by using diamond burr or micro etcher um, and then you use a total etch uh, technique enamel dentin composite for 30 seconds primer for 20 seconds and gentle rubbing uh, for dentin adhesive resin i don't cure the adhesive resin because they're quite thick uh, optiburn fl resin and then put the heated composite on the on the and put the onlay onto the tooth and really uh, push it. I use heated composite as I mentioned. Um, I use GC Genial composite at the moment and uh, it heats up really well. Not Accord. Accord doesn't heat very well. G GC Accord. So GC Genial heats very well. Um, so I use that uh, generally posterior composite because it's more filler content in there. Um, so I use posterior. Maybe you can use A2 shade. The lighter you go, the more softer they become. So A2 shade uh, is generally fine and then push it uh, onto the tooth. And many people ask why heated composite because it's a high degree of conversion for light curing composite. You perform better uh, than resin cements in marginal integrity. However, studies have shown some of them is that they're, they're no better than uh, resin cements, which is fine. Again, I like heated composite i am biased so do whatever is convenient for you you know uh, dentistry and the beauty of dentistry is that a lot of things are you can do in dentistry which are synonymous in the sense if i do something i will be right and if you do something different you may still be right so there's no right or wrong you know there, there are so many ways to right ways to do things um, so, so this is the general pro process of only preparation and bonding. Um, so, again, uh, for me, only have they have like changed my dentistry and the way I approach the dentistry. And only are more conservative, and 
you should always consider only as a first choice when possible. Aesthetic can be difficult to achieve when providing only for discolored tooth, and hence you may need to consider crown or veneer lay uh, from from the beginning. So make sure you don't. I have been caught up in past where you know I've done an only, and then patient like, oh, what's this black line? Uh, and that's actually patient's tooth. Um, so you need to really communicate with patient, get gain consent, and bonded onlays are more conservative than cemented onlays i.e if you are cementing only apart from if it's gold yes you can get a really conservative gold onlays but uh, to my understanding not many of you would do gold onlays um, because of the cost and um, obviously aesthetic onlays we can we can be much more conservative with nowadays with aesthetic on this as well so i hope you found this episode really helpful again if you want to join me on my future webinar i don't know when it is join the waiting list by clicking on the link and registering uh, on the mailing list and um, i will you will get an email when i do the next session of webinars uh, generally as i said there are three webinars um, so when i when i announce the next date you will know when it is and um, i will see you in the next episode have a lovely day